This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BCL Trail. New experiences are brewing nearby at the bcltrail.ca. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I highlight unique breweries around Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence in the international beer scene. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest on the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and I hope you hit follow wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll never miss an episode and it helps the show out as well. Now, there's a spot in the Lower Mainland that has seen a major shift to an entertainment district in recent years, and that spot is in North Vancouver, located on the traditional unceded territories of the Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh. The brewery House of Funk opened their doors a little over two years ago, after seeing a gap in the British Columbia beer market. House of Funk Brewing has seen some major growth in recent years, so let's get into the conversation. My name is Darren Hollett. I am the owner and general manager of House of Funk Brewing. And it's great to see you. It's always great. You as well. I mean, uh, we've known each other a while. We have. And this is your second time on the podcast because you were at a previous place. Yes, Hearthstone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, great to have you back. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. And it's it's a very, very hot day here in North Van. It is. And uh, I have to say that patio is looking pretty awesome out there, but... Unfortunately, there's like construction and a bunch of other things going on. So we're stuck inside, but yeah, it's supposed to be hotter throughout the week too. I think 32 is the, uh, the max temp for the week, which is insane. Right. And so in that you're going to need some really nice, fruity, juicy, funky beers. Yes. So what is house of funk all about? So house of funk, uh, we have been open for two years now. We had our, our two year anniversary, actually both anniversaries have been during COVID. So we haven't quite celebrated them as, uh, as hard as we would have otherwise, but House of Funk is based around the ethos of every single one of our beers has to either spend time in wood, that could be a barrel, that could be one of the fooders that we have in our brewery, or be subjected to uh, fermentation with wild yeast, see bacteria in there. So it's kind of the parameters that we've set for all the different beers that we have in-house. And by having those, it really dictates uh, where we can go. Um, we started a side brand, which I'll talk about afterwards, House of Lager, mm-hmm. because we're, we're big loggerheads and here it, as that's brewers. That's definition of summer. Ooh, yes, we, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, how did the project come together then? Uh, I mean, myself, I've been, I've been in the beer tree for about 10 or 11 years now. Uh, my wife as well. She, she'd she been in and out of the beer industry. And the two of us, along with some family and some friends, had, had always chatted about eventually opening our own brewery. And really, I, I saw that there was a niche in the market that was seen down in the States, but really not being fulfilled uh, solely by a, a brewery that's doing just 
the style of beer where it's wild, funky, sour. Yeah. And so that that's where it started off. And really, that's that's what we enjoy drinking. One of my favorite styles of beer, particularly currently, is a Brett Funky IPA. Mm-hmm. And see, we didn't see a lot of those on the market. So no, it, like immediately that comes to mind is like stuff like Crux, Engine Nine, Propolis. Like those are all down in the states. One hundred percent. And we do have breweries that do some of those. Like we have Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. we have Four Winds of Degrad, mm-hmm. and, and they do phenomenal. And Strange Fellows. Strange Fellows. Yeah, yeah. But no brewery was doing that solely and yeah. having it so that that was everything that they did so uh yeah and it's been going really really well we have a great team uh, it's been great reception so far and we're in a really great neighborhood as well in north vancouver yeah because this is uh, seeing a bit of a boom what's been happening in this neighborhood it's been kicking off and it's largely thanks to the city of north vancouver's councillors, mayor and just how the planning department has set up the city so very you know, forward thinking like, they are yeah yeah truthfully yeah. like lower Lonsdale's kicking off uh there's a lot of new tiny little restaurants popping up Along with ourselves, there's, I think, five other breweries that are currently open in the area. We have an additional three more. We have a cider company, a distillery. There's a urban winery. So it's mm-hmm. it's a really cool block that you can take the sea bus over, and then you can just walk. And that's what I did today. Yep. That's why I'm so hot from carrying podcast equipment up from this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, it's like speaking of like just how like forward-thinking North Van is, in the North Van area, you were the first to approve drinking in parks, which... Mm-hmm. everybody outside of bc was just like what and like that that was a big thing last year kind of pushed on by the pandemic right so, it was yeah and even also the extensions on our patios uh we had turnaround on those by the city extremely fast uh and and since then you've seen restaurants all up and down lonsdale with them mm-hmm. it's definitely beautified the area it's made it more walkable and as far as we can tell in chatting with everybody in the city it looks like they aren't going anywhere either yeah i mean like just big draw um i mean like i want to come here every day but you know, yeah. yeah, obviously yeah. Brewers Row in Port Moody is, mm-hmm. is a great walkable area, and we always reference Brewers Row. Yeah. I truly do feel that our area has become uh, along along the same lines, where it's uh, you see these crowds of people, obviously COVID friendly crowds, but yeah, uh, yeah. pop it around everywhere. Right. So, okay, back to the brewery here. Um, you guys have a great brew house in the back. Uh, you mentioned wood fooders, but also there's you're really unique in terms of the sizes that you're doing in terms of fermentation, right? So like mm-hmm. what, what's all the numbers here that you can throw at us for the brew house? For sure. Uh, so at House of Funk, uh, it's definitely more of a test kitchen. We have a tiny little brew house comparative to other breweries. Mm-hmm. It's a 500 liter, five hectoliter brew house. Mm-hmm. And then we have a stainless steel tank farm. So we have 12 five hectoliter tanks, which we can go into. And we have four 10 hectoliter tanks. What that results in is experimentation. And we can be really risky with what we do because if, for example, a batch goes awry, which is unfortunate, but we it doesn't cost us an arm and a leg. So we can take that chance. Uh, we also have t- uh, five 10 hectoliters, so a thousand liter oak fooders. They're horizontal ones. They're beautiful and they're temperature controlled. So we actually have a pilsner, our syncopation pilsner, aging in one of our fooders kept at zero degrees. Nice. And we have a library of about 90 different barrels, oak barrels, whether it's red wine, white wine, bourbon. Uh, we'll definitely try to get our hands on some gin barrels once mm-hmm. the uh, distillery opens up down the road. But yep. we have a a lot of tiny little parts and from those, from blending and from experimenting on the on the brew kit, generally on tap we'll have something new every single time you come in. Right. And then I mean we're sitting amongst barrels. There's stuff in these, right? There is so, stuff in those, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so every single one. So if there's if someone chose to pull real hard on one of those nails in the tap room, they'd it'd come out. And also be thrown out at the same time. Like. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd give them a glass of it first before we checked them out. But yeah, yeah. The departing gift. Exactly. That's it. I'm in conversation with Darren from House of Funk. 
Now, part of starting this podcast series for me was to explore my own backyard, and British Columbia has a vast backyard. It can be a bit daunting trying to organize a year adventure. Luckily, the craft beer enthusiasts at the BCL Trail have made it easy for you to plan your next trip. At the bcltrail.ca, you'll find recommended itineraries to explore different regions of the province. Everything from, of course, craft breweries to pubs, restaurants, and even some great outdoor activities the area has to offer. So whether you're planning a weekend trip or being a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. New experiences are brewing nearby at the bcltrail.ca. All right, let's jump back into the conversation with House of Funk. The other thing that really struck me when you guys opened up is your whole tasting room design. It is just beautiful Thank and you. clean. Um, but like, there's some nice little characteristics in this room. Like, uh, who was responsible for the design of your place? I mean, so myself, uh, my wife, my brother, we we had heavy influence on the design. We also worked with a an interior design company, and they were phenomenal. And when we were trying to come up with what went and where and how everything came together and looked. Uh, the way that we described what we were looking for was as if you were walking into an old world church on acid, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I do feel that we have achieved. You've definitely achieved that with the glass that looks back into the brew house. Yeah, like, yeah it has a yeah. film on it, which is kind of depending on the way that you look at it, it's a different color. We have a really cool uh, graffiti wall as well. We had an artist come out from Montreal, Dodo Osa, and he he hung out with us for about a week. And uh, it's a it's a painting of Bacchus, the mm-hmm. uh, the Roman god of fermentation. And then when you opened as well, uh, there was another thing that not every brewery was doing, but some breweries in the states were doing as well. And that's your coffee program. How did how did that idea come come about? For sure, actually, it's funny because Anne, our head roaster, just walked by. <laughs> uh, we so I, I connected with Anne, and it had been an idea that we'd thrown around a little bit obviously modern times down in mm-hmm. down in the states has a similar setup we're we're coffee fans in addition to to beer fans mm-hmm. and we felt that by having a an option opposite of beer we would be able to first off open up in the morning and mm-hmm. have have customers come in, in the morning yeah so you're covering all bases great way to start your day and end your day yeah exactly yeah. and also just it's another avenue to use some of the space and some of the uh equipment that we have and so an example of that more recently that we've been capitalizing on is cold brew so we brew large batches of cold brew we use our brew house to do it and so a lot of other roasters don't have access to equipment like that and we have sparkling cold brew that we're canning uh, every couple weeks here so which is fun Mm -hmm. but our coffee program is phenomenal and Mm -hmm. it's a phenomenal roaster Uh, we definitely lean on the uh, lighter side mm-hmm. of the roast, so we have very fruity, acidic coffee that uh, showcases the the quality of the origin because we're getting some really cool stuff from a variety of different origins. Right, and then with that too, uh, you've kind of gone into production as well, right? So what's what's been another addition that you you did hint, hint at <laughs> earlier? What what's what's the big thing that's yeah. happened? So just prior, ironically, just prior to COVID uh, kind of coming out, we secured some additional production space over at the old Hearthstone mm-hmm. Brewery where I used to work. And, and this episode's come full circle. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's really fun being back in there. Like being yep. in that brewery, it's, it's a great brewery. Uh, and like the brew house is built to, to bang out 20 hectoliter batches. There's some really, there's a 120 hectoliter tank in there. There's mm-hmm. 20 uh, 20 hectoliter bright tanks. And so we, we started going in there and started producing. And at the same time, we started a side brand, uh, because we couldn't within our current house of funk ethos brew loggers the way that we wanted to just clean loggers. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we started a side brand called house of logger mm-hmm. and house of logger is 
primarily brewed over at that secondary facility that we're, that we're renting. And uh, our intent with House of Lager is to do lagers properly. There's a lot of breweries that are doing them properly. There's a lot of breweries that are not doing them properly. Our, we, I mean, we don't do anything insanely uh, crazy. We make sure that our ingredients are top-notch. Uh, majority of it is Skagit Valley malt from Skagit Valley. Really kick-ass Pilsner malt. Uh, we Krausen, which is an old-school German method where when a lager is done fermenting, you pump in freshly fermenting additional lager that had been, say, fermenting for like a day or two into the vessel of the lager that already is done and cap it off. It produces natural carbonation, and it also cleans the beer up significantly. Like we, We've had both lagers that we've done on small scale that have been Krausen that haven't, and there's a noticeable difference. The bubble's a little bit finer. And then lastly, we lager properly. We give it at least a month, two months, sometimes three months of lagering time held at four degrees so the lager yeast can still be active and clean that beer up. And we, we feel we're producing some pretty cool lagers. You certainly are. And doing some collabs. You just did a collab actually on with the lager side. Yeah, yeah, yeah that just got released. Uh, we did one prior with, with Superflux and we're trying to do as many collabs on the lager side as we can mm-hmm. because while we have our flagship Bavarian lager, we're also releasing collab loggers, rotating loggers, and trying to show that loggers are craft as well. And, obviously and the they can be fun, right? It can like, be a lot of fun. And yeah, there's, right. there's a ton of different styles, and you can really do them properly, and uh, particularly when you have that cold space. Yeah. And so uh, with that, um, are you doing some fun blending between loggers and funky things? Are you Have you jumped that bridge yet? Uh, yeah, no, good question. I mean, we do have, we've had a Brett lager uh, called Sela, which was really nice. It had just like a touch of funk to it. We had it on tap for a while and it was a nice intro Brett beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a year ago, we did a lager collab with Four Winds that we conditioned. We lagered in barrels. We had it sitting in barrels for about two months in our cold room. That was phenomenal. It was really, really good beer. So, um, and we do plan on doing a few more along both of those styles in barrel and also with a little bit of Brett. Great. And then uh, really, like we haven't touched on, you have a bit of a food program here too, right? We're actually just starting it back up. So currently on the food side, we have collaborated. uh, We're bringing in Venny's subs, working with Doug uh, from from DL and his subs are kick ass. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're they're doing really, really well. And they're also starting up our own food program and we've just hired a, a new head chef. So we'll be seeing that kick off in the next two weeks. And we're, I want to disclose the full menu, but we're going to be definitely mm-hmm. going more in the kind of like the UK British vibe Brilliant. of styles of food, which will be, I'm excited for it. Yeah, totally. All right, Darren. Great to see you as always. You as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, really, if somebody was to come down here, what would be the experience you'd want them to leave with? I mean, I would come down and I would try both House of Lager and House of Funk. So I would start off with a nice pint, a stein, a 20 ounce stein of House of Lager. And sit on our patio in our pergola, sunny day. Uh, our staff is phenomenal. They're, they're and your educated. garage doors open up too, if you can. They do. Yeah, yeah. Now, eventually, we'll bring back music and uh, make sure to get some food while you're here. All right. Fantastic. Great to see you. Good to see you too. Thank you. Big thank you to Darren for his time. Really great catching up with him, even though we, it was it was hot in that tasting room. We hadn't, they hadn't opened the doors yet, and it was uh, pretty warm that morning. But uh, anyway, great place to go for coffee, beer. Looking forward to the food menu uh, kicking off in a few weeks' time, so we'll definitely need to pop on over there and check it out again. Big thanks to listening to this episode, and big thanks to the BCL Trail for making this episode possible. New experiences are brewing nearby, and travel is opening up around the province again, so uh, be sure to plan your beer weekend adventure at the bcltrail.ca. If you want to follow along on social media for this podcast, you can by going to 
facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer, on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast, and on Twitter at Cascadian Beer. The website, of course, is Cascadian.beer, where you'll find 90 episodes. Yeah, this is the 90th episode of this podcast series. So there's a lot in the archives there for you to uh, go through. You're like, even uh, listen to the Hearthstone episode, even though the brewery itself shut down. That was my first interview I did with Darren, um, who spoke to in this episode. So yeah, that's when I, that's what I meant when it said it came full circle. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, remember, support your local.